Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Surf Stories, the podcast brought to you by the Florida Surf Film Festival. I'm your host, John Brooks, and with me as always is co-host Kevin Miller. Kevin, That's how me. are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. I'm all right. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous, even after interviewing Lisa Anderson. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, she has a way, you know, to just kind of make everybody feel like you're the guy next door interviewing the four-time world champ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, super disarming. For sure. And and what a great guest, too. Like, I mean, I'm going to put this one right in the top five. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I it uh, it seemed uh, we've been hoping to have her on for a t- quite some time. And I think it just worked out. She was talking about how this is her 30th anniversary with Roxy. And it's the 30th episode of our podcast. And so... I just think that that uh, Serendipitous. The, st- the stars aligned. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see her in the home break. Absolutely. At the home break and um, ripping as usual. Yeah. Despite many years of dealing with a professional, you know, athletes injuries that come with all, all of that, I would imagine. And uh, she talks a little bit about that on the podcast. So, I mean, w- anything else we need to add before we jump right in? No, we're just, we're super excited to have uh, a Floridian, a four-time world champ, and uh, an absolute legend of surfing here in the studio with us at Atlantic Center for the Arts. Yeah, I'm still nervous, and she's gone. (laughs) All right, well, let's uh, listen in. 
So yeah, we made an announcement that hey, the power's out, and then I did a, I did a little bit of checking. Um, my uncle works for the Utilities Commission, and he's like, it's out in the whole town of New Smyrna, and wow. it was a switching station by the airport that blew up, and so we were like, well, we're gonna hang out and see if it comes back on, and like probably 150 people just hung out and kept drinking and had fun and the emergency lighting came on and we still did the raffle and gave That's away cool. surfboard and cooler and so yeah, yeah it, was it was pretty fun. eerie because i went into the theater uh to check on how many people were there and it was completely black nobody even had like a couple phones were out and the air conditioner was gradually you know it was off so it was gradually getting hotter and I took my flashlight and I showed it around and all of these heads turned and looked at me and there were easily like 150 people in the theater still. Yeah, just waiting. In the just theater. sitting in the this seat like waiting. 25 minutes later, just waiting for the power to come back on. It was the weirdest look. Dedicated fans. Yeah, yeah. so we got a message yeah. from the utility company that said, what, 1030? Yeah. And I said, we're going to stick around and try to show it, but if it doesn't happen, you know, and we have to go, we'll postpone or and uh but i said it's going to get hot in here you guys need to get out probably and so that's when everybody kind of came out and said screw it and literally half the people left so around 9:45, we gave away the raffle items and called it a night and the power came on promptly at 9:48. no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like literally minutes <laughs> no after way. we gave away every, everything away yeah wow. it was pretty funny yeah. i mean we actually t john and i were talking about this too because we don't talk to people during those things we run around with our heads cut off and i'm paranoid about the projector going out or the computer failing or whatever there's a thousand things that could go wrong and like you know it's not that big of a deal if something screws up as evidenced by this power outage we'll figure it out but that's my current that's my constant state of paranoia and you know that night when the power went out we got to chat with everybody there you go we're just standing around yeah. and it was cut loose a little bit it was yeah. really nice yeah i actually i uh, well, we both always talked about showing one movie per night instead of two. Mm -hmm. We have too much content. There's no way we can't show two. But if we could show just one, it would be really nice because then we could have a band afterward. We could do the chit-chat with everybody, and it's just a lot less stress. Yeah. So that's kind of what we did with Kolohe, Kolohe's movie when he came. Yeah. Not that we we ran the back end of that. We weren't running the front end. but Anyway, so low stress is what I'm all about. I'll just take an Ativan before the next one, <laughs> yeah. which is what I have done in the past. Tequila works good for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you, there go. you go. Well, so now you're fully, breaker. for the 26th, you're fully stocked with Taylor Steele's, our new sponsor, Salento yes. Organic yes. Tequila. Thank yes. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, we're, we're bringing it in here. This is the 30th podcast, John. It is the 30th, yeah. Who's our guest today? Lisa Anderson. I agree. Four-time world champ. <laughs> Florida this native. Yes, from down the street, kind of. and Right, right uh, up the road. Uh, John and I both grew up surfing here. I went to Stetson and Deland, grew up in Orlando for the most part. And, uh, yeah, I've seen you in the water at some point. But uh, it's really nice to have you out. Thank you very much for having yeah. me. Course, you got it. Of course. Let's kick this one off with a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for her? No, so I actually, um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, and I tried to d look it up and do a little research, and I couldn't find a whole lot about it, but... Just if you look at sport in general, it, taking surfing out, like just sport all across the board, most female athletes enjoy a lot of their competitive success prior to having children. And 
as far as I know, you're the only mom that stayed on tour for an extended period of time. And not only that, but then you, you had a lot of competitive success prior to having your daughter. But then after you had your daughter, you went on a, a tear and won four world titles in a row. Um, and so I just wondered if that, like, how, how was that experience for you? Because it seems to be pretty unique. You know, it's interesting you, you bring that up because I think someone else sent me a message, a, a direct message the other day, Jimmy Kane. He was like, yeah. he, he brought it up, I don't know, because he was saying, um, how come a lot of the girls aren't having kids right now? Like, because they're in their, you know, it's a good time maybe to step off and have kids, whatever, you know? And I was like, I don't know. He kept asking me all these <laughs> questions. I'm like, everyone's different, you know? Um, but for me, you know, um, I mean, things just always unfolded for me without plan you know as you know obviously know um through the documentary but it's you know when I look back I I can't even believe what happened you know it's sort of um like did it really happen you know I'm (laughs) I'm kind of amazed especially when your my daughter just had her 28th birthday so when I look back I'm like wow um I wouldn't take back any of it you know what I mean because then I wouldn't have her in my life so it's like it it was meant to be you know and um but like with the surfing and all that, um, I, I just believe that I was surfing was such a big deal for me fulfillment wise. Like I loved it so much that I didn't want to stop. And you know, I mean, I was, um, I was determined, I guess, you know, and I felt like it, it could, I mean, it was possible to, to achieve that. You know, I can't really remember what I was going through mentally, yeah. but physically it was challenging. I mean, my body changed so many different times from t- from a young kid t- through my teenage years all the way even to my younger 20s. I went through so many different body changes, you know, um, through just bad diet, um, drinking, alcohol, traveling, just not, not being in shape and not training or not having a, a system, you know. Or, yeah. Um, so, you know, having Erica, um, you know, did great things for me, but also, like, after being pregnant, my back problems really became present because I didn't take really good care of that on the as far as recovering I didn't get into a routine or a plan or train or get stronger before I started surfing I just went straight into it I felt like I I couldn't waste any time I needed to get it done yeah and how long was that like from the from the time you gave birth to Erica when were you back in a in the water and then back in a competitive jersey you know I I remember the doc I remember clear as day my doctor saying nine weeks to not be doing anything crazy and um I was in the water two months after in France in a Jersey. Wow. Um, I did t- really, all I did was to go down and touch the water to get points and the prize money. I didn't actually paddle out because at the time you could you just pretend like you're going to paddle out and then not. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I just did that to have points. I mean, the points were so important then, um, sure. to qualify to, you know, I thought if I didn't you know, do that, then I would have to do the grind of the tour the next year. And, would I even make it back? You know, like I didn't know if I would make it back, you know, sure. maybe something else would happen. So, you know, in hindsight, because of what happened with my back, I'm glad that I qualified because that would have maybe kept me from doing the rest of the tour and maybe not winning a world title. So check me in real quick on yeah. your age at the time. Um, 23, 23. Wow. Yeah. Um, Eric was born. I was 24. Yeah. So I was 24 when she was born, um, in world title. I don't know I always lose track of timeline but 23 24 I'm gonna say and um 
you know what childbirth does to to a woman's body and all that it just you know i've i felt really good i felt empowered by having her and and you know becoming a mom was just so such an amazing experience and i couldn't stop looking at her i couldn't stop like being with her and and so surfing all of a sudden took a back seat but um there was a thing that would kicked in that into me that said, you know, what am I going to do? Like, I don't have, I don't know how to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would have to go get just a job nine to five. Like, what am I going to do with myself? You know, I gotta, I've got to make this happen. And yeah. I think that I realized with her, all this responsibility became really clear to me that I needed to just go out there and do what I could do. Crush you know? the competition. Yeah. yeah you were, um, uh, saying you grew up here in Fort, you know, obviously you grew up here in Fort. Everybody, I hope everybody knows that the movie covered a lot of that, too. So I would just say to everybody, if you haven't seen Trouble, it's a good documentary, the Lee Anderson story, and uh, it does, you know, provide a lot of the background up to that first wind, and, and then sort of after it, it's you know, we haven't seen that story yet. So that's kind of interesting <laughs> to hear. Your thoughts on that, and what was your support system like for Erica on the road, and how did that work out? I mean, I had a great support system. Uh, her father, Renato. Um, I mean, he did a lot of it for me, like especially in the night shift. Like, I think Erica had a lot of problems early on with formulas and stuff like that when we were traveling in France um, and buying formula off the racks, you know. And, right. And she couldn't really digest most of it. So it was a mm. bit of an issue sleeping at night and just all the time, really. Um, he he stepped in really well and took care of a lot of that for me so I could rest. Um, but with you know, there was a lot of other friends on the tour. Yeah. You know, a lot of my good friends, a lot of his good friends, a lot of surfers that had kids already. So there was just like, it was funny because I think Potts had a baby, um Macaulay had a baby babies and so um, Todd Holland Sonny Garcia like we all had babies at the same time I was I was the only female surfer but a lot of the guys were having kids so all of a sudden there's all these little babies running around and uh, so everyone pitched in that's cool and did we ever clear up whether or not you were and still are the only mom on the WSL ASP tour or was there anybody else at the time i I, i'm i'm pretty sure i was early i think there was a few other females um i believe one of them is was in france from france france that had a baby during competing okay and i think also um melanie redmond carr Mm -hmm. maybe she she had a baby and was competing as well but and then obviously bethany hamilton sure later on and then melanie i mean there's definitely a few girls i think early on i was um kind of leading that (laughs) i mean i don't remember too much of anyone at the time that i was doing that but soon after yeah there were plenty interesting yeah absolutely i i figure uh the surf stories podcast we'll get into maybe a couple of good stories later but i want to ask you about your trip to the maldives because i'm hopefully going to be going there (laughs) and you had mentioned you were on the crossing can you give us some of the you know how the crossing worked out and you ended up getting on that and some of the places you went on the Quicksilver crossing. Yeah. The crossing, um, was basically a, uh, a boat that Quicksilver chartered, um, in, I believe, um, it was like the late nineties and well, Bob and Martin were old friends from G land. Right. Right. Basically. 
And the whole idea was to circumnavigate the equator and just find waves that no one's ever surfed before or ridden and just whatever, uh, find places. But also we partnered with um, those um, uh, reef project, you know, with marine biologists to mm-hmm. like study reefs wherever we went. And so we were all kind of learning at the same time. Oh, nice. So it was a really cool thing. That. And um, I just finished surfing the tour i didn't retire i didn't have a big party i didn't get chaired in <laughs> or anything like that um and i just jumped straight on uh so it was a really um a, um a nice transition for me like to keep surfing and to stay relevant to stay you know a part of the brand brands and um still fine ti- fine-tune my surfing because i did have another back injury when i stopped and then I had Mason, and then they invited me back for a wild card. But then I, I didn't requalify, and so the the crossing was perfect for me to jump on. And yeah, um, we went everywhere. It was just, um, you know, there were a few places that I went to. The Maldives was one, and the waves there were just amazing. Like we had the best best time. I, I don't know if you follow Shane Dorian, but he was recently there, and uh, you should see check out some of his surfing and his videos of okay. the waves, like. He scores. I feel like he scores every time. I know. <laughs> but, uh, was that that one where he yelled to his kid, close out, and uh, the wave didn't close out, and he actually made it out of that little barrel? I don't remember hearing okay. it, because a lot of times I don't have the sound on yeah. when I'm watching videos. Yeah. But it was beautiful. But the waves are so amazing. It, the water's so beautiful. Um, the place itself is just, it's like resorts, you know, just right there with perfect waves breaking. And if you're on a boat, it's even nicer. In my opinion, I love sleeping on boats, so um, I'd rather do that. And it's just, uh, there's rights, lefts, it's gorgeous. All right. I mean, and it's a heavily, you know, it's a, it's it's not like moderate Muslim. It's heavy-duty Muslim yeah. country, <clears throat> and, but you don't actually, the tourism industry is like almost fully segregated. Like the minute you get to the airport, you drive straight to that hotel Correct. next to the airport. And, yeah. Um, you feel a little strange when you, when you land and you get in there, you're like, oh, where am I? And then, the, <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden you're... Um, and as a matter of fact, the year that I went was, um, I got home the day before 9-11 on that trip. No kidding. Oh, wow. So I remember um, leaving and I landed home on the, just the 9th, right? And um, doing laundry, watching the news, and then it's all happening. And wow. a lot of the girls that were, that left after me were stuck in Europe because they no shut down all the airports. And I was like, wow, if I had like... You know, I don't know what yeah. ifs were going through my head, you know, and um, it was pretty, pretty scary. Even just before all that, just going there, I was just feeling a little uncomfortable. But sure. like like you said, as soon as you get to the where you're going, you're like, oh, you don't even feel like you're anywhere close to anything bad, you know, at all. It's just it's yeah. gorgeous. Well, but, and the Orthodox Muslim countries have got their own thing. We're talking about extremists for 9-11, right? Yeah. But the uh, idea of walking around... Um, the Maldives is attractive to me too. I would like to see the city and all that, but I don't, yeah. you know, anyway, that's a uh, good info and certainly looking forward to getting down there. Eventually I, I, for the record, I bought a boat charter, John in May, of, well, for March of 2020. Yeah. I remember in April COVID <laughs> didn't go through. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting down there and, uh, where else did you go on the crossing? Um, I've, I went to the Turks and Caicos, which was interesting. No kidding. Yeah, I, I mean, remember it came to Florida eventually, right? The crossing? Oh, it went through the Mississippi. <laughs> no the Panama way. Canal. Yeah. Went, it just went everywhere. I wasn't on it the whole time, right? Came through New York Harbor. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the Turks and Caicos was really, really pretty. I mean, I've never seen water that crystal clear before. Okay. I mean, 
Fiji, Tahiti, pretty close, you know, yeah. I feel like, but this this was magical. I, di- I di- did a dive for the first time. Nice. Um, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, it, it was just go- good fishing. Um, uh, we didn't get a ton of waves. I, I had just one memorable wave that I got there, and that was pretty much it. Um, we, we I don't know, there were so many trips. We did, uh, I did um, Tahiti, a really long one, like two and a half weeks out, out um the new Tunamotu. Oh we yeah. Tried to, we didn't get waves there. You uh, did not no. get waves. <laughs> wow. I surfed Maria, oh. but I ended up like right. surfing some random like um, I don't know what you call them. Like you would see like a an atoll or something, and there'd be a wave peeling off it, but it'd be one inch deep. Oh. And so yeah. I remember just getting raked by reef. Oh. Um, but it was just like to to. You know, you needed to to feed that like hunger to surf because we were on the boat for so long. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, we would end up just tearing into all the beer, and then that <laughs> would be gone. And you know, next thing you know, we're, <laughs> That's we're familiar. we can't I fit into our bikinis anymore because we're just. What, <laughs> <laughs> what was the beer of choice on the cross? Uh, we had a lot of bintang, bintang stored on there oh, because yeah. for you know the boat was you know um, originally from yeah Indonesia, so they had so many cases of um, bintang. Um, <laughs> So that's probably why my kidneys aren't so good right now. <laughs> there, yeah, there's that. Now I'm curious when you uh, when you made that decision, was it at the end of a tour year, and you were like, okay, I'm I'm done competing, and and then I'm going to jump onto the the crossing thing, and were you in the middle of a contract with Roxy at that point, or? Yeah, I mean, I'm I've always been in the middle of a contract for thirty ne- for thirty years now. Actually, this is thirty years for me. What yeah. a testament! First of all, to Roxy for <laughs> supporting, you know you along this journey yeah. out of comp- competitive surfing and into the brand ambassadorship. Yes, of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm so forever grateful to be part of such a great brand. I, mean, I know they've had their ups and downs and everyone has gone through that in, in the surf industry. So it's been, I've been really fortunate to hang on to what I have. Um, Did you say at lunch that Bob is still there? Yeah. Bob's oh, there. Of okay. course. Yeah. No, I didn't hey, know that. He's not going anywhere. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, it's, um, he's got the same, um, you know, we just have that bond with it. You know what I mean? We can't, there's no, it, it can't exist without us and vice versa. It's just oh, one of yeah. those things. Yeah. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, it was, it was great to just kind of jump straight on. I mean, I, I did, I had my son Mason. Um, I took a, that year off at the ASP at the time. WSL. Kelly also took a year off but the same year I did. And so we both were an on tour. They invited us both back as a wild card the next year. And um, so I did compete, and I won one event and then bombed all the other ones, so I didn't qualify. And mm. then I was, and Maui was the last event for me. I took my mom and kids out, and I just walked off the beach, and that was it. There was, it just ended that way. It was super strange how it ended. I just lost and then went home. And you knew, but you knew that in your head, you knew that that was your last yeah. event? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, was that I wasn't Honolulu gonna, at the time? Yeah. I okay. wasn't going to travel. I mean, I wasn't going to chase any, any more points, you know. I, I thought, like, you know. Mason was only like a year or two old and I don't know it was something about like also my daughter started school and there was my head was spinning about just having a normal structured life for them sure and I felt like I was always walking out the door with a, with a suitcase and um because you were I was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, I wanted structure for them and I decided that's what I was gonna do and yeah I don't blame you and the fact that I mean Roxy, and I think the brand ambassador thing was already happening in the industry a little bit, yeah. but as covered in, in the Girls Can't Surf 
uh, documentary <laughs> that we also showed and you attended last hey, year. That movie's yeah. awesome, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I loved it. That yeah. That movie rocks big time. 100%. That's another uh, film I could recommend to everybody. Um, search for it. I think you'll find it. I, I'm not saying. I don't know if it's a, you're able to watch it yet. I know, I think Australia, you can watch it on iTunes maybe I, okay, I'm really right. misinformed I'm not sure but I know it's still in festivals going right I think this week it's in uh, it's been advertising like crazy I want to say England or somewhere in Europe it's it's okay. showing and, and they've been tagging me like crazy so okay, um, it's still buzzing around yeah I think yeah. we wrote an email because I had a fan ask and we wrote an email to the sales agent that we worked through to get the movie and they said I think it's coming and they had a date or something cool, like that. Cool, I'm but excited because sure. there's so many people asking me too, and I can't help them out because I can't <laughs> even see. Yeah, it. well, stay yeah. you know, stay tuned to the podcast. We'll we'll tell everybody once once it's ready to go. Um, but yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. But that that part of the movie was the one that said, "All right, we're gonna leverage uh, Lisa's popularity um, to launch the Roxy brand," which is you were there from the beginning, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like uh, I mean. I couldn't have, you know, asked for a better, like, opportunity or just the timing was so perfect. Uh, you know, there were girls in Hawaii, you know, local girls are wearing uh, boogie boarders, you know, like surfers, whatever. But they were wearing men's board shorts. And I'm, I know McKnight and those guys were there and they just sort of looked at each other like, hmm, we might be on to something yeah, here, you yeah. know. And uh, I was the poster child for that. So that was, um, you know, such a great ride, you know being part of that seeing it blow up it was pretty cool yeah yeah that's it, great you mentioned uh at lunch you mentioned uh a trip that you were on and and you mentioned veronica um is she, what's she up to these veronica, days veronica she well she just left me a message two days ago but we speak pretty often she's definitely still one of my best friends and uh she's enjoying motherhood she's got three kids she oh, lives wow. in oklahoma married awesome happily married and uh she does has a yoga studio um she's a yoga fanatic she's in great shape she looks great um we're trying to connect we're trying to we're trying to kidnap her out of oklahoma and bring her towards the ocean where yeah. i feel like that's she needs a little bit of that in her life um but i miss her i haven't seen her in a long time it's not the same facetiming honestly like yeah no. no it's not yeah anytime you can get together with the old friends i think it's it's unfortunately not often enough but it really is the best I, in person stuff just all this COVID stuff reminds me how nice it is um what else you got john for lisa any other quality stories that we want to dive into um she hates see. yoga she yeah. loves pilates <laughs> and what else she's sort of a golfer not really yeah you don't want to see me swing okay <laughs> it's right, like charles right. barkley lisa anderson <laughs> oh no <laughs> terrible terrible yeah it's pretty bad (laughs) fair enough all right we gathered those facts during lunch and uh well i think we have a movie coming up on the 26th and 27th that you said you might come out and visit us yes i mean i I always like to support um and you guys always you know have great entertainment (laughs) yeah i think that um and I really like this whole location here in Smyrna, this, the arts buildings yeah, here. Yeah, Atlantic They're, Center for the Arts. It's really beautiful nice. here. I, I'm uh, looking forward to the films. Good. Yeah, you'll, you'll dig it. And, um, like, I mean, they're Jerry documentary. Yep, I'm we excited. we got Paul Stock Stacks documentary and, by and Ben And he's going to be here, right? Well, Ballarum. Jerry, 
Balram. Yeah. Balram's going to be yes, here. Yeah. He's my old pal. Can't no wait kidding? to see him. Yeah, I want to nice. see him. That's kind of one of the reasons why I want to come. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Him, him and him. Uh, Ben Gulliver, uh, the filmmaker, they're both going to be here. And um, we have a, a short film from Lauren Hill right. um, from St. Augustine. And she and uh, her partner, Dave, are going to be here with their new baby, Minnow. Oh, that's cute. Um, they have not been able to come back to the States with the, with the new baby right. because of COVID. Right. And so they're going to be here uh, to visit her folks up Perfect. in St. Augustine. And so they'll be here. That's great. And uh, Drew Miller, a uh, filmmaker up in St. Augustine that um, did some work with uh, Craig Anderson uh, gotcha. when he was... Back when he was There's a with lot Quicksilver. of talented film people from Florida, right? Yeah, no, no from question. This is yeah. gonna be a really good weekend for Florida it filmmakers. Might be time actually, to do another documentary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, give us a worst wipeout story. What have oh you got? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, right about now, the I girls know, are in jokes. Tahiti right now. Yeah. And I, I was talking to you earlier about that. How I just the motherly worry instinct kicked in. Because a lot of my girls are out there surfing and I'm worried about them. But uh, I know they'll do fine. I just had a bad experience there myself. That's probably why. And near drowning experience, actually. Um, Give in, us the During setup. an event, I was surfing, I think it was 2002, maybe, uh, or three, something like that. Um, or four, even. Um, I made the semis. I was sharing a boat with Kale and her dad. Okay. She was just charging like a oh maniac. Oh, God, I bet. And so I think that rubbed off on me a little bit, but also, to my advantage, whoever I had in the heat wasn't taking off. <laughs> oh, really? So, so you got everything <laughs> So I was like, can you go on away? Because I don't want to get through this heat. Um, right. Because the, the surf was getting bigger that day. There was, oh. a, there was supposed to be a gradual pickup towards the end of the day. You know, like, when is it going to turn on? When's that switch going to click over? And so I was constantly lo- waiting and l- lurking for those sets. In the meantime, I'm sharing a boat with Kayla, right? And she's bouncing around. And uh, she's critiquing everyone. Calling <laughs> 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 everyone kooks. So uh, in the nicest way possible. And, um, yeah, so I kept advancing. And I found myself in the semis with seven-time world champ. And, you know, I know that I was winning the heat. And um, I think there was just less than ten minutes Um I had a couple little spills paddling out back out through the channel. Ken Bradshaw passed by him. He was caddying for her, and he asked me how the bottom looked. <laughs> and I said, yeah, they don't, I don't remember commenting. I think I was, I was pretty rattled. And um, so it came down to, to, to the end of the heat where um, she needed like a, a high score, I think like an excellent score, like in the eights or something, mm-hmm. eight five or eight four or something like that. And she took off on a wave. I mean, I probably gave it to her. I'm not really sure who, how that all happened, but she got the score. No so kidding. there was 20, I mean, less than a minute left, okay? I needed wow. the score. And the set started coming. The ones that I was scared of all day. <laughs> and they started coming, and I'm not kidding you. They were, they were just coming and coming. I, I took off on the very first or second one and just completely pearled nose first you know okay. like i you know had to they were counting down yeah so i just took it and when i hit the bottom i i landed to, to where i just went back over with the lip so i went twice oh over like up and then down and then up and down again full contact full on it felt like my arms and legs were being pulled from my body and my surfboard somehow was stuck in the reef like the nose of it oh, was stuck oh in a good hole. god 
And then, so then I was like, oh, okay. And then all the skis started flying in. Brian, Brian, Kailana, and a few crew just started flying in to try to grab me. Unfortunately, my board was still on, my leash was still on, right? They were trying to get that off. And they couldn't get to me because of sets. Yeah. So Brian jumped off the ski, grabbed me by my jersey, and just said, we got to go back down. So hold your breath. And so we went down like four to six waves in a row. And I basically blacked out. And wow. I couldn't do it anymore. And so they just, all I, I just, I came to on land with oxygen on my face. That's all I remember. <laughs> and wow. I was, and I, I was just so mad that I lost the heat, you know, like I was so <laughs> devastated, you know, because Kel and I, the whole time were like, we're going to make the final together. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's the only thing I thought about was that, but it was also Mother's Day. And so wow. the thing clicked over in my head that. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I, yeah. I don't need to have that. I don't want to like leave my kids right now. I'm way too young <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for something like that to try and to win. You know, I, it wasn't worth it anymore for me. So that was my experience at Chopu. Um, years later, I did go back to shoot with Roxy um, with Raymana. And we surfed a couple other lefts. I tried to tow into a wave, not at Chopu, but another left-hander. Um, and dislocating my shoulder just letting go of the rope too soon the way oh. broke on my shoulder but that was the last time i was in tahiti <laughs> well yeah you wouldn't be the first <laughs> professional surfer to get the shit knocked out right. of him right. at chopu so right, right. you uh earned your wow yeah you earned your stripes there i just i gotta say thanks w- to, thanks to uncle brian i yes. wouldn't dip my toe sure. in the channel <laughs> let alone paddle anywhere near the takeoff zone so i mean that's yeah. that's a massive uh that's a hard. So you know what's crazy is, um, I don't know if it was that year or the year before because we've been there a couple times competing. We had a couple events, right? Yeah. And Erica was with me. She was just super young, um, and we were staying in a tiny little, um, like a someone's house, you know, mom and pop stuff. And so they would bring us out to the, in a little catamaran, and we would anchor out there, tied to the rope, right? And there's a buoy out there that has the the rope that's tied to the anchor, and so. Mm-hmm. And here's me and my daughter swimming in the channel. It's like, you know, 12 feet chope. <laughs> and oh. like the rope, you hold on to the rope and it's like pulling you. And, 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 I, and I look back and I'm like, I know Peter Wilson has photos of me and her swimming in the channel. And it's like massive. Yeah. And I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> having my kids swimming around in the channel. You know, boats are everywhere. It's just chaos. Well, don't West yeah. sets come out of the West or something yeah. like that and sometimes yeah. just knock everybody. But we were laughing. We thought it was like, we hold on to the rope. <laughs> like, right. You know? Okay. This is fun. Um, yeah, it's stupid. I, I, I can't even believe I did those things. But <laughs> um, well, yeah, crazy. that's yeah, that's fun stuff, though. Any other uh, harrowing moments in your career? Flights, helicopter oh, rides? No, I, everything went smoothly. So thank goodness on flights. Um you, you ever know, done any cold water stuff like Alaska or anything? I've not. Um, cold water doesn't suit me, you know, know with I'm the with back you. issues yeah. and all that, that circulation problems. I mean, I just the cold water one of the more, one of the bigger reasons that I'm back home because <laughs> it's yeah. just so warm. It's actually disgustingly warm right now. But yeah. oh, I know it's like <laughs> <sad> <laughs> <though>. <laughs> I can't wait for October. I'm just hanging for October. But yeah, um, not having to wear a wetsuit for a long time is is really great. Yeah. Yeah. How have you liked the relocation to Florida? Obviously, you were kind of talking it. about the water temp, but yeah, lifestyle-wise. <clears throat> well, I did have back surgery in 2019 in California, um, and 
you know, when COVID hit, their rehabs were closed or the physical therapy was closed and all that. So I had no chance of doing a proper recovery. And flights back home were 150 bucks mm-hmm. round trip. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to go home and go swim in the water, in the warm water and, you know, maybe catch a w- or just paddle around or something. And I got home and paddled out at Ponce Inlet. And uh, I just, re- I'll never forget it. I just, it just hit me all of a sudden. I'm like, I'm not going back. Mm. And then I just, I never did go back. Is I this like May of 21 or was it 2020? Yeah, no, this is... Um, two years ago, a little less than two years ago. Okay. And it's actually two years this month that I moved back. So it was 2020, right? Yeah. And I just said, I'm out. I'm not going back. Called Tim and said, sell the house and don't come. (laughs) 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 Anyway, long story short, uh, (laughs) short story long. I am, I'm back home and I love it and I'm so glad I came home and yeah, it's been great. Nice. Nice. Been able to reconnect with any old friends from back in the day? Yeah, I mean, I see people all the time. Um, a lot of them I don't remember. I feel super bad because of my memory shot, but I feel like um, just even just out in the water surfing with everyone, everyone has these. I, just yesterday, a guy paddled up to me. I was surfing New Smyrna, and he's like, I remember you. I thought that was you. He's, I remember you. You were just a little kid this big. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? That hits me all the time. But, um, yeah. you know, someone at the supermarket from high school, which I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know, like, how that even is still a memory. You know what I mean? Yeah, well. <laughs> but, it, yeah. It, but it's so great to see everyone. My son moved back here. So no he's kidding. living with awesome. his dad. And he was born here. And both my kids are born here. I don't know. I just, this is home. My mom lives with me. I take care of her. She's 85. Ah, that's amazing. And we live together. She's a great roommate. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but it's been great being home and, and I'm just waiting for some hurricane surf. Yes. You know, and yes. In, a, in the safest way possible. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. So Sur- surf and not contact. Right? Yeah, I know. And I know a good old fashioned San Barbero never hurt anybody unless you're me and I <laughs> yeah. everything. Um, especially if it's one foot yes, and then I'm, yes. getting, then I'm getting real hurt. But, uh, let's talk about your, uh, your fall. What does that look like? You're, you're going out to California for the world yeah, title. I'm finally yeah. getting on some airplane trips. I mean, some, some exposure out there in the world. I'm finally nice to go back and see, I haven't seen anyone in so long. Um, right. I'm going to fly out in September for the finals, the WSL finals at Trestles. Nice. And, um, I was invited last year. I went as well, and it was a great event. WSL like put the red carpet out for several um, previous world champions. Um, it was great to hang out with them, especially yeah. like Tom Curran and Sean Thompson, and you know a bunch of the crew, and uh, and watch the finals go down because it was the first time they did that format, and it was it was very exciting. I have to say, I enjoyed it, and the surfing was phenomenal. Um, uh, but it, it was a great trip. Um, doing that again next month, and then on to That's Hawaii exciting. for a little shoot f- with Roxy, and I'm, I'm I'm excited to go out there and see friends as well. And uh, yeah, like you said, the Hawaii pipe uh, house, right? Like Roxy's so, got a house. So yeah, I think that next year, when the uh, next year starts, a 2023 tour begins over in the North Shore. Uh, I'm going to spend a little time out there as well. So fun. So I'm excited because I, I mean, we haven't done that for years. Where Roxy had a place where everyone kind of congregated and came in and out week here, week there, different people come and going, and um, you know maybe have a surf camp or something like that. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing something like that and try to bring that back because that was really beneficial 
and it was um you know it just it just feels good being part of that mentorship and um you know um you just i don't know passing it passing it back along to other generations and i know a lot of the girls are doing that right now they they have their little things and they're giving back and I just think it's so important to teach that, and also because a lot of the girls don't knew, know anyone about know anyone before us, like our generation yeah. of surfers and female surfers and stuff like that. It's so important to kind of educate and and you know keep reminding everyone that those women before me and before them were inspiration. So I like I like to kind of keep that ball rolling. Yeah, there's also yeah. the possibility that you might tell them something. That would help them avoid what you might have done. Right, or right, I don't know. Yeah. But you can't like <laughs> preach to them, but yeah. there's a possibility that they, you know, sure, some of that might be. Don't do what I off. did exactly. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, there's 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 better choices to be made. Um, you know, I, uh, with all respect, it's just kind of the way it happened for me. But yeah, I'd like to just be there for. It's just fun being being part of that whole thing but also just watching everyone surf pipeline too and oh yeah i'd yeah, love to yeah. see the girls surf pipeline and um, i'm looking forward to watching them compete at Chopu this uh, week. that's cool i was just listening to jamie brizik interview kelly on the surface yeah. journal podcast um it's a great interview but the the environment that you're talking about was completely different back then i mean the early 80s were one thing and then obviously going into the 90s it's you know it still hadn't completely settled but uh i would imagine you know you had your your few people over here who made the pure life decision i'm not going to drink before con i'm not going to party or anything like that and then you have the, another group that's we're going to have fun yeah it does it's a professional tournament but or or uh contest but you know what i'm saying it seems to me that that uh ideal life of not making any mistakes doesn't exist right. is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, you'll you'll get to shed some of that when you give <laughs> give back, I would imagine. Sure. When just such a cool experience like to as a as a young professional surfer, somebody like Betty Lou who's like at the beginning of her career to be to hanging out a house, you know, on the North Shore with you and uh, who obviously she I'm sure she looks up to you and you you kind of paved the way for her and so that's as from a brand standpoint, I think that's really cool that they, you know, get a house and and bring women like you over to just for an environment of you know uh, success and inspiration and I mean who in whatever your job is or career whether you're an athlete or whatever you do you you probably look up to somebody yeah. but you probably don't get to live in a house right. with them and hang out for Absolutely. weeks on Those end. Opportunities do come up. I was just I was in Mexico with her last year first trip I had been with her have been with her and um you know a few of the two of the other girls retired so they went to bed so we went down to get something to eat and we sat at this little table and and I was like thirsty I was like hey I hope you don't mind is it okay if I order a beer because I didn't want to drink in front of her you know I was like yeah I didn't want to be disrespectful sure. and she's like sure go ahead I was like great <laughs> um and then you know I was like, okay. And so she's like, so can I ask you something? You know, I was like, sure. And so all these questions started coming out about the tour and about being homesick and like just random things. And, uh, it was, it was cool because of the ice broke and we got to like, just talk and chat and then surf later, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and so, uh, that happens with everybody. And I, I think that, um, that's part of it all. I mean, that that's why we all like, we have this great, um, 
chemistry, the Roxy team especially, I know other teams as well, but, you know, we have this thing where we uh, we just all have this great um, bond um, and we just have a good time, you know, whether we're surfing together or just talking about life and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's just important that these girls feel like they are not alone when they have these feelings, you know, like of, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I feel lonely. I'm sad. I miss home, you know, because it is, these girls are younger. Yeah. And they haven't really, like, gone to high school. You know, they have, you know they've, they've chose this path to, like, be an athlete and they didn't get to experience certain things if they were homeschooled or whatever. So I think that um, it's it's great to have a good mixture of different generations surf together on trips. Like, we mix it oh up. My, we have yeah, yeah. long borders, older, younger, short borders, whatever, you know, and we all kind of just, you know, it's pretty interesting, yeah. especially when you have never met them, and then all of a sudden at the end of the trip, you're like, "Oh my god, stay in touch," you know, like yeah. and laughing at all your kooky photos you took, and then those are memories that I, you know, um, I will cherish always. That's awesome, and what a cool mentorship role for you uh, to move in, you know, after your competitive career and 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 into that kind of brand ambassador role. And so, kudos to Roxy for um, keeping you on in that capacity and allowing you to have that impact on these next several generations. Um, and, and in the same way, it's, it's so nice to have you home and, you know, to people take that for granted, you know, you paddle out to go surf at your local and, oh my God, there's the four time world champ. And that just doesn't happen for everybody. And, and for somebody like for Auburn, you know, to have that experience and that exposure and that interaction with somebody like yourself, um, that's phenomenal. And so there's just nothing better than like, direct messaging a nine-year-old little girl saying would you like to be on the roxy team and then you know what i mean like i was in tears asking her i was like i can't believe this it was so cool and uh it was just the best feeling is the best feeling and now surfing with her she's crazy so you won't let me catch waves (laughs) but (laughs) well the the emotional and mental stability that you could help uh the young younger surfers with through the difficult decisions and like betty lou down in mexico there's going to be a long, she's going to have a longer career because of it, and your input is going to stabilize or at least maybe provide her with the ammunition she needs to handle challenges and conflicts along the way. I think it's going to it's going to smooth the path for a much longer, more successful career. Yeah, I, I mean, all, honestly, like all these young girls. I mean, not just Betty Lou, but there's a ton. I mean, Caroline, Marks, and um, you know, there's Molly and. Um, you know, all these new and upcoming surfers. I mean, talking about women surfing just about to explode again on like another yeah. level. But what they're bringing to surfing now is so, un- I can't even believe it. It's it's sort of, um, I never ever dreamed that it would be this incredible right now. I mean, it, it gives me goosebumps thinking about what where it can go from there, you know. But these kids are already so uh, mature. Like, uh, that's the thing about Betty Lewis. She's so mature already. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's how old? And she, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I, I can't believe that. I was I was such a, I'm st- I feel like I'm 24 still sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But, um, you know, maybe even 16. But those guys <laughs> are so mature beyond their years. And I have to, you, know, you have to give them credit for, the, or their parents, really, because a lot of these kids that have had parents that have dedicated their own, all their time to get these kids where they are now. And, you know, seeing seeing something in them that, you know no one saw or whatever just seeing that they could they could really make it given giving up their stuff and you know um sh- helping them get to where they are now i mean there's just so much going on there's so much talent out there it's crazy well yeah, yeah. good luck to your children at pi or at chopu 
this week. <laughs> yes, my girls. Take good care of them. I don't know how good the FaceTime is over there, but you might. No, I'm yeah. actually. I don't. I don't like to say anything because I don't like to. Yeah, right. I usually contact after the fact. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Because it's just sort of. I don't want to. You know, I feel like I've done that with Steph a bunch of times. Like in some other contests through the years, I would say something like you know kick some ass and then she'd lose the heat (laughs) so then i was like okay i'm not gonna send her messages anymore because i feel like i'm just the one that's causing her to lose (laughs) fair enough yeah don't talk to a pitcher during a no hitter right that's right that's right okay well this has been a real joy i am it's an honor to have you here and absolutely to meet you again and have you out to aca yeah thank you for having me it was really fun of course thanks for lunch too you got it we'll see you in a week and a half yeah, it yeah. Like two weeks. It's uh, two. It's two, it's two weeks. weeks. Twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like we said, we've got the Jerry documentary. Um, we've also got a great lineup of Floridian filmmakers, um, with uh, Lauren coming back from Australia and Drew Miller, and uh, we'll be premiering uh, a new filmmaker, Luke Cotera. Did a great film um, with some local kids from up in St. Augustine, and it's a Florida out weekend, to California. Almost, yeah, right. yeah. Good. East Sounds Coast. Like a rager. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll uh, <laughs> yeah, look forward to seeing everybody there. All right, enjoy your tequila. We'll, and yeah, Taylor, <laughs> Taylor sent it, that one for free specifically thanks, for you. I'm sure. All right, thanks, Lisa. Thank yeah, thanks, Lisa. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I already thought she was the coolest in the world. But after sitting and and chatting for an hour and hearing some of the stories and just hearing um, how little of a game plan she had. And, uh, you know, she talked about having a support network on tour, but... God, I can just imagine, like, as a 16-year-old running away from home and going to California, she she would have had to figure out a lot on her own, and it's just, it's so impressive. Yeah, I mean, there was a support network on land, but uh, there was nobody out in the water helping her crush heats. No. I mean, that's kind of uh, what she alludes, you alluded to, which, you know, it'll make you a killer when you figure out that you need to make a living for your baby. And Absolutely. There is a natural survival <laughs> instinct that went into effect for her. Yeah. Mama and, Bear. Uh four times in a row, John. Yeah. I mean, not who else has done that? MR? MR's won four in a row. And I think Lane Beachley might have won four in a row. I, I can't I can't remember, but Yeah. Well that's a pretty She was the first. Shot. She was the first female to win four world titles in a row. And I would venture to say that you could probably go into every other sport in the world and not find a female athlete that had a baby and then won four world yeah. championships subsequently. Yeah. Let's call Guinness. I, yeah. I mean, that that's, like an, that's an unheard of feat, and it's just a testament to um, who she is and the, the inner strength that she has. And it's funny. She, she jokes about feeling like she's a kid and that she's 16 or 24. And, um, but yeah, just what a, what an empowered woman. And it's uh, amazing to, amazing to have her in the room and, and, uh, chat with us. Yeah. She, uh, like we were talking about earlier, she just kind of sets the room at ease and like talking to an old friend and, you know, meanwhile, this, whole time my whole life i've been watching her in the magazines and on yeah. tv and in movies and i was really bummed that she couldn't make the trouble premiere um yeah. at the time which 
it was just too much of a conflict for her. But um, we got her here eventually, and my dreams have come true. Yeah, she's now, now on the board of directors of the Florida Surf Film Festival. Oh, yeah. Oh, how about that? So, yeah. I think we should brag about that. I so, yeah, so. Lisa Anderson has agreed to join our board of directors along with two new other board members, Lauren Hill and Jim Frost, who uh, has been a longtime supporter of ACA. Just a background on Jim. He was a co-executive director out here at Atlantic Center for the Arts when we started, and he was the one who stood by us for three years with no facility rental fee. I mean, there might have been a little something in there. It was like barely anything. Um, and uh, got this project off the ground. So we owe as much to him as we do to guys like Jamie Brizick, who advised us on year one and all the other, you know, supportive people that we could go on and on about, especially Joe G and Monster and, uh, well, yeah. you know, Globe Footwear and uh, Rourke apparel so i mean the list goes on yeti's been extremely supportive dragon sunglasses yeah red dog surf shop dave's been on on board since day one brian layman brian layman financial manager. services yeah, yeah. yeah he's the man all right well if uh you know you want to help us out by being a sponsor let us know but in the meantime come out and enjoy the movies on august 26th and 7th uh 26th and 27th and uh, you'll be in for a real treat that weekend. I recommend a two-night pass. In fact, I recommend the patron pass, John. Absolutely. Because why? We have brand-new T-shirts arriving on the 25th. We do, and we have Yetis in stock. Yetis in stock and brand-new T-shirts. Absolutely. This is a first. August, yes. having brand-new T-shirts. Having new T-shirts in August, it is. It is. And we, we will be showing the Jerry Lopez documentary, which we were unable to show in June because of the power outage. Um, but we will be showing that on Friday the 26th. Just to clarify, if we have power on Friday, <laughs> August 26th, we're planning on showing the Jerry yes, Lopez documentary. Yes. No, that's not happening twice. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's about two or three uh, things that could happen, and we don't want to talk about knock on wood, right? Yes, yes. All right. We'll that's see you all, you guys, on the 26th and 27th. We're working on a couple more podcasts with a couple of great guests, including Jamie Brizick, uh, Mark McInnes. Yep. Uh Ben Gulliver and Balaram might jump on the mic when they're here. Who knows? I, I, I would like to, to think that. so, yeah. Um, we've already had them on the podcast, though, so yeah. what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Who knows? All right, well, see you soon. You.